Welcome to Parks and Rec episode 125. We've made it a century and a quarter century, put it together, and it's a century, quarter century. This episode, season seven, episode six, Save JJ's, in reference to the diners. Just the one, just the one diner, the one diner. Not, not JJ Reddick. Not JJ Reddick, not JJ Watt, recently released by the Houston Texans, and the memes have been flowing of, uh, you know, putting him out to pasture, letting him be free, all that good stuff. This episode, directed by Ken Whittingham, written by Joe Mandy. We saw him as a perv in the town hall meeting just one episode ago, I believe. And original air date, January 27th, 2015. I am Joey. I'm Haley. I am Sean. And Sean, we also got to treat ourselves this episode. Did we? And like, well, Donna and Tom did. They treated themselves in a new type of style, which we will get to as we go through our episode. But first, what we're drinking. Haley and I had some fancy cocktails today. So we're not currently drinking them, but we did have them. And they have gotten us slightly wrecked earlier. A shout out to Still Austin out here in Austin, as the name suggests. Still Austin was hosting an event with the Bearded Baking Company, which is a food truck out there. So we had a lot of good Southern food, a lot of fancy cocktails. Haley going with the gin and juice, which is just a little rye gin and orange juice, but also pineapple juice and also lemon juice. It's a triple juice. Throw in some blackberry mint syrup as well. That's your gin and juice. I had a couple of different bourbon-themed drinks, the Wakey Wakey Bourbon Bakey. With straight bourbon, maple syrup, spokesman, cold brew, and half and half. Haley said she disliked all of those things. Yeah, Joey read, <laughs> Joey says it. I'm like, oh, that name's cute. I looked at the menu and I was like, this is a drink I would never, ever drink. Like, cold brew, bourbon, maybe, but not with all that stuff. Half and half, okay, whatever, it's half and half. But like, maple syrup, and it's just, I would never in a million years have selected it. But it's very much a drink I think Joey would and did enjoy it was an enjoyable drink they also not included on the menu but it came with a powdered donut that they put on like you would put on a lemon or a lime wedge a little garnet but instead it was a powdered donut yeah it was pretty cute and they so the way it was working they like sat us and they took our drink order and then they were like okay go to the food truck when you're ready so we went out to the food truck and uh Clearly, it didn't take them like that whole time to make our drink. So then as we walked back in, because it was pretty slow, you know, they're social distancing, they're doing all those things. Um, and so we, as we were walking in, the guy saw us and I watched him like put the donut on the drink and then they met us at the table with it. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I mixed it up. We each got a second drink. Haley got the same because huh, yeah. why, why mess up a good well, thing? Well, because it was a brunch menu too. Mm. And I was thinking about getting the other gin brunch one but it just didn't sound as good as the one i had i i would be curious to know what pig candy is though which was part of your queen mary drink i got the lady marmalade which is also bourbon then throw in some orange marmalade orange juice grapefruit juice and lil kim also she's she's one of those singers right in lady marmalade right it's lil kim maya christina aguilera and pink 
Was that right? I, I don't remember. Maybe. I mean, it, it sounds good. They threw, well, you know what? I know Maya is one of the singers. So it came with Maya as well. And she uh, performed the chorus from Ghetto Superstar. Looked expectantly at us like, hey, can you do Praz or ODB? And Joey said, I'll do both. I said, I'll do both. But I didn't want to cause a scene. So I just gave a couple of bars of each uh, out of order from the song. So it was ODB's less of second a verse first. Yeah. And it's, it's less of a scene because it was, it was whispered. But it was a it was a good time. Uh, that one did not come with any kind of donut garnish. It did come in one of those tall. I know there's an actual name for it, but the taller glass with like the long skinny stem and then a real small base, uh, almost like a petri dish that you no. pour uh, drinks in. And I always feel like I'm getting ripped off with those types of drinks because it just seems like such a small amount of liquid, but always a high amount of dollars that you're paying for it. Although this was a brunch menu, so it was like eight bucks. Plus, because of your foodie thing, they were given, like, Joey got some freebies and that stuff. That's true. Everything so else like, was free. Oh, no. Chill. So I can't complain. I think my drink was the best. It was very juicy, though, but gin and juice, yo. It's in the name. And Sean, you are uh, refraining from drinking, but, I, but, I do but have in a, pain. A liquid. Oh, I'm, I'm in so much pain right now. <laughs> Not it's painful not drinking because we're all we're we're not even snowed in we're iced in, but I did have a drink that I enjoyed today and it's the first time I had it. It's called sparkling ice. It is a uh, naturally flavored sparkling water. I got the cherry limeade flavor because I know, you know I like that Sonic cherry limeade Route Forty Four. Yeah. Um, and so I got this cherry limeade sparkling ice and it was actually really good. So, if you want those antioxidants and vitamins with zero sugar, check out a sparkling. I just did a free advertisement for them. Well, we always do a free advertisement. For yeah, them for drinking. our drinks. Yeah, we but, love uh, sharing new drinks. Sean, give it, give us that name again. I already have forgotten the name. Sparkling ice, because it is appropriate with what's outside on the ground right now. True. Where'd you get it from? Target. Got it. Yeah, Sean, you alluded to this. It's cold as all get up right here in Austin. It's below 30 degrees. Two degrees below freezing, and then Do more degrees below that. you away from this shit on purpose? Yeah, Joey, didn't you? I did move away from this, yes. It's terrible that we're experiencing it, <laughs> but it's but also like Joey... a week and a half, whereas in yeah. Chicago, they had 36 straight hours of snow last week. And I am glad we're not having that. But seeing uh, little mini stalactites on the trees, uh, very cute, but also an alarming sign of how cold it is. Yes, but also very pretty. Um, but Joey I, has a nice coat, so at least he can withstand the weather. I got a Chicago coat. Chicago coat. It's a shock. Oh. Yeah. Um, you do it. <laughs> anyways, uh, my I berated my friend because she uh took a picture of the upcoming forecast a couple of days ago and saw that there were some snowflakes on some days and she couldn't wait she was so excited for it and what we got is ice and me driving places and seeing several cars on the side of the road mm-hmm. with ambulances i'm like this is all your fault you wanted this <laughs> you, you said you couldn't wait and now you have we have cars slipping all over the place we have places closing down Got black power outages. Yeah. Oh, my power was out for eight. Oh, 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 yeah. And that's. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that hundred car pileup in Fort Worth. 
Because I saw people online saying, why are they going so fast? Bitch, because it's ice. They could have been going 10 miles per hour and then couldn't break and started going down the hill and just sped up. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that fear like, oh, well, this is all out of my hands. We'll see. I'll stop when I stop. Oh, there's an 18-wheeler. I can imagine that fear because it happened once on uh, driving back from college with both my parents in the car. I think I've maybe told... I think I've told both of you this story, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but similar thing. It was a slick road on the highway. I was about to lane change. Car in the lane next to me sped up. So I'm like, oh, let me get back over. Apparently that little maneuver just meant the car was going to start spinning across three lanes of traffic. Somehow we didn't get hit on a highway in Miami. Well, in Florida. It was in North Florida. Was it Uh, icy or you guys just spun out? It had rained earlier, so it was slick. Mm. It wasn't icy, but it was wet on the ground. And uh, just, uh, yeah, some slickness on the road. I I do not know how, how, like, no one hit us. I'm very fortunate. But, yeah, just like you were saying, Sean, it's a terrible feeling. You've got no control. And I wouldn't recommend. So, Mm -mm. yeah. My grandma, my grandma told me a very similar story to yours of like she ended up several lanes across. It was icy on the road and I don't I forget exactly the details, but yeah, basically she spun across like three or four or even five lanes of traffic because this is in the Katy area and they have like some parts of that highway are like six lanes across uh, and she ended up all the way across on the other side from where she had started and facing backwards towards the on- oncoming cars. But luckily, like everyone had seen it happening and they were all able to stop, but super scary. And then I, one time, this was probably like six or seven years ago now. So I was leaving work and I was going across an overpass and it had been kind of, I guess it was starting to get kind of snowy and icy. I don't think we closed early that day, but maybe we did. But me and the the girl in front of me, I knew from work, like we both left at the same time and she had a little truck and then I was in my car and I'm following her. She's probably like 30, 40 feet in front of me or so. I don't know. And uh, I see her truck start to turn sideways as we're curving around the overpass. And so I just like let off of the gas and brake because I was like, all right, well, this is about to start happening. So both of our, like, I'm watching her vehicle and feeling my vehicle start to turn sideways. So we both, like, were, at one point, my headlights were almost completely facing the, not guardrail, but, like, the concrete barrier. And then somehow we straightened out. She didn't, I exited immediately. I was like, I'm getting on the feeder road. She took the highways all the way back home because she didn't know any other way. And, like, afterwards, she called me and she was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know why you got like, because she's had to take two more overpasses to get home. I was like, shit, I would have been terrified. Scary stuff out there. A little little less scary that we talked about last episode. The Super Bowl or the Superb Owl, if we want to avoid paying millions in ad spots. Sean, you were telling us you were riveted by this whole game. (laughs) I stopped watching after the first quarter. Was it uh, because, what, it was three to nothing at that point, I believe, right? Or No, no they no. scored a touchdown right before the end. Gronk yeah. did Gronk So I stopped things. watching because it became apparent, which I should have, well, no, I gave a 52-10 prediction last week. Uh, but I said that, uh, but it was always stuck in my mind that the entire Chiefs office the line is out. And, like, it became very apparent that they were not going to be able to block for this Patrick Mahomes. That's why he's running 
side to side. It was like this isn't this isn't entertaining. And so uh, I had watched a, an episode of Attack on Titan that had released that Super Bowl Sunday, and I caught up on WandaVision. So more entertaining. Than How do you Super feel Bowl. about WandaVision? I haven't watched it yet. Um, I did. It's 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 a mystery. Uh-huh. I like it. it. It's really good. Th- you think I'd like that it? Out the way. Yes. If wait, did you have you seen all the Marvel movies? Yeah. Okay. 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 And yeah, you know yeah. the other shows I watch, so like thinking about that. Oh yeah, you'll enjoy it. Um, nice. Yes, it's a it's a good show. Um, what was I saying? What was it? What, what, blah, 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 blah. You caught up on WandaVision. I caught up on WandaVision. Watch Attack on Titan, in which were much more entertaining than. Uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, about WandaVision. I didn't like the first episode just because I was like, what the fuck is happening? But then from then on, they start putting pieces together. Yeah, I feel like I saw that. Like people were being like, what the hell is this show? And then I saw another comment that was like, hey, maybe like suspend your disbelief for a second and like get into the universe of it. So yes, it is a, uh, I don't know, that's not the show that this podcast is about, but it's a, it's a good show. Okay. Joey will not watch it, but we can tell him about it. Yeah, I'll catch the crib notes version from y'all. I did watch the whole Super Bowl, but I was certainly multitasking toward the end of it. Uh, and by toward the end, I mean as soon as the weekend came on, I just kind of never got back into it. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, I'm not a big weekend fan anyway, but like, I mean, good on him for trying. But the uh, there's a lot of a lot of flashing lights. The part where he's lost in a maze has already been turned into a meme ad nauseum. And uh, I still laugh at it every time. <laughs> I'm just looking around <laughs> confusedly. And it's like me in the grocery store when I was four trying to find my mom. Your critique is he tried. <laughs> I mean, I liked the set design, I think. I I didn't really like the fun house. I thought that was weird. And just a just an incredibly long... Uh, I don't know if he had a selfie stick, but like when it was the super close up of his face, that was like that was like a minute of that. It's a long time to be that close to the weekend's face. Huh. Long time. Also, a, a big kudos to Tide. I think they had my favorite commercial. I also liked uh, GM with Will Ferrell and Aquafina and another person I can't remember. Keenan, Keenan Thompson's in there, just like he's the backbone of many an SNL sketch. And I does he have a show like. coming out? Yes, a show called Keenan. Yeah. Okay. I was like, did we really see that commercial, or is this a dream? Real commercial. Tied was uh, Jason Alexander hoodie, which was very much a Seinfeld bit, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. Did not enjoy the game, but kind of enjoyed Drunk Tom Brady. And the post-game celebrations. He's getting parks and wrecked. Nice. And throwing uh, the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. Boat? Yes. He was on one boat. Teammates on another boat. Through. They, they had a Super Bowl parade on Literally, boats in yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think I saw one person wearing a mask. Yeah. Nary a mask in sight. Uh, drunk they were Tom like, Brady. season's over. Yeah. Season's over. Pandemic's over. No. Just, I, I guess they'd no longer care if they are all sick. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if they ever... not over. Well, I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> well, Sean, I was going to ask what <laughs> happened in this episode, but we still got to do trivia. So let's get on that. As a reminder, you're not too far down. It's only three to two. Haley with the lead. 
I'm going to be asking each of you thrice questions. And if you know the answer, you'll say it. If you don't know the answer, you'll guess. And it might be really wrong. And then the other person will get a chance to go. They'll, they'll get a chance to steal on your question. They may know it, in which case they'll give me the right answer. And if they don't know it, then wow. they'll give a guess. Wow. And it'll be kind of a little a bit of a back and forth. So I'll mm. ask one question of Sean, one question of Haley. It's not a three in a row sort of deal. It's more of a back and forth, like I said, like a, a tennis t- a match. Taping. Yeah, like a tennis match mm. instead of a t-ball tournament. Although I feel like in a tennis match, there are times where... You go back to back. Let's say you get an ace, you go again. Sean, your first question is a two-pointer. It's two points, so you can get up to two points. At uh, at the beginning of the episode, Grizzle (laughs) announces a free party. People's tickets are already on their phone, and they'll be sorting it by income and sexual history. Who are the two performers at this party? Was it Beyonce and you two? That is correct, Sean. With an early 2-0 lead. Dang, Sean. Sean, can you name uh, more than two U2 songs? I can't name more than zero. Nope. All I know is they come on your... I at your Apple devices. What's the Paradise? So is that is the Paradise song? Is that you too? No, that's Coldplay. Oh like, fuck! Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's not a lady singer. I'm sure you know. No, that's Coldplay. That's Chris Martin of Coldplay. Mm. Sean, I'm sure you're familiar with "It's a Beautiful Day" by you two. Is that Coldplay? You no, that that's you it. too. It it's a beautiful day. Sing more than that. <laughs> Yeah, Sean's got it. Sean knows the song. You're also probably familiar with the song Vertigo, which starts with the famous Uno, Dos, Tres, Catorce. Hello, hello. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That one I know. Un, dun, tua, 14. And uh, that's, yeah, that's, there's other U2 songs, but damned if I don't know them or if I know them. Yeah, the the whole so, so damned then. their whole album came on iPhones, like Haley was saying. But I it came on all i pro- yeah, like, like Apple products, all i products that had was... iTunes automatically downloaded, like during a certain period. I don't think yeah. it's a thing anymore. No, it was yeah. yeah part of a promotion of their album for like a year. If you bought an Apple product, you got only you one two year? on it. I don't know. Okay, felt like five years. I don't know. All I know is. I had an iPad. I mean, I still have it, but it doesn't work anymore because it's like an iPad one and it just kaputted one day about a year ago. And uh, it had it had YouTube on it. It was the only music in my in my music app for a long time until I up, put, you know, some music in there. Hello. Hello, indeed. And hopefully goodbye. Hopefully you deleted it. Haley, your first question. I didn't. I just left it. Your first question. Who does Leslie reference when she says that her and, or I'm sorry, that she, grammar, and Ron are in sync? She references Joey Fatone, famously from Impractical Jokers, and Lance Bass, because they're in sync. Famously from hosting a show on Pop 2K on Sirius XM, the Pop 2K. Yeah, on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, he's a radio dude now. Excellent work. Two to two. And also after party. Joey Fatone, yeah. Yeah, Joey yeah. Fatone. And, Who uh, makes the joke that he's the fat one? Because his last name is Fatone. 
I believe he might do it. He has a Probably. hot dog shop called Fat Ones down, I believe, oh. in Florida. Yeah. In fact, in Orlando. We can go when we go to Disney I think Disney he has World. more than one location, right? Yeah, I think it started in Orlando, though. Yeah. Maybe, I don't think he has, I don't think he has like Orlando. a million. Yeah. I think he has like two or three. So he has leaned into it. I don't know if he was the one that started it, but he has leaned into the Fat Ones name. Way to go. I mean, good Joey. branding. Yes. Sean, your second question. As we'll find out in this episode, JJ's Diner is purchased by a third-party entity. Turns out to be Dennis Feinstein's company. What is the name of that company? Oh, what's his real name, by the way? I kept trying to... Jason just... Manzukis. Okay, I can... it's Jay from Big Mouth. Jay from Big Mouth. <laughs> or the dude from The Good Place. Doug. Well, no, not Doug. He's also in Brooklyn Derek, Nine-Nine. Derek, I think. If a show Derek. was on NBC, he was on it. Derek and Jay. Um, the name of his company, his cologne company that took over JJ's Diner is... It wasn't his name? Um, wait. What's his I, name I believe... The Say his name again. Dennis Feinstein. The, mm. the feeling I got from this was that the cologne company is an entity underneath this name. Like he might have several businesses underneath it. Um, the name of his company is, uh, smell good, feel good, do good. <laughs> that was Sean in the running. gets a point. Now, Haley, for the steal. Feinstein Company? No, it was Thigh Gap LLC. Oh, that's uh, right. Okay, yeah, because, yes, that's who purchased it. And yeah. JJ read that out. Fuck. Well, I I had a, another question here, but we'll save it for a, a tiebreaker, perhaps. So, Haley, you're going to get another name. Because we are tied. Question as well. You are tied at two. What is Dennis Feinstein's oh, plan? Oh, we each got two points. I'm sorry. What is... Yes, you each have two points. What is the name of Dennis Feinstein's cologne that makes everyone smell like dogs? Is it not just wet dogs? Smell like wet dogs. It is not just wet dogs. God dang it. Oh, hold on. How? Release the hounds. It's just called the hounds, yeah, but. Hounds. Correct. Correct. The hounds. Tells everyone to release the hounds. And it's cologne. That makes you smell like wet dog. And it's being sprayed from like hoses. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of bad smelling cologne. Well, Jerry doesn't mind it. According to the uh, deleted scenes. That is true. That is true. All right. Sean, your third question. During Treat Yourself 2017, Donna gifts Tom some advice. But then she also gifts him something else. What is that something? There were some shoes. I don't remember the name, but there were some red and white shoes. Do you remember who wore them and in what movie? Uh, no, no, I just, no, I, it was the shoes. Haley's pointing at herself. What you got? Uh, Jaden Smith wore them in Hitch 2, Son of a Hitch. That is correct. That's the only thing I remember from the entire the episode. <laughs> Dang, I should have asked you that question. But instead, here's your third question. Sean with the chance to steal. Won't matter. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's Sick four burn. to two. It's four to two. Oh, I got two points for that? 
Well, oh, no, no, I got the yeah. hounds. I don't, math. Whilst they are treating themselves as well, every one on the menu, every item on the menu is named after a celebrity. What celebrity orders his own dish? It's oh, a soft no. shell crab. Is, and is, he orders is, the me. Can I, can I ask one question about it? Maybe. Is he in the office? He is. Does your brother-in-law know his brother? In fact, I know his brother. Is his last name Groban? I'm going to need the full name. But is his last name Groban? Is his first name Josh? Josh Groban, you are correct. Okay. Well done. Well done, Haley. Sneaking out the victory. I literally only know... What was the tiebreaker question? Who that is because of The Office. Like, I know he's a singer, but I couldn't tell you. Singer and uh, Broadway performer, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Sean, the tiebreaker question was going to be, what is Dennis Feinstein's plan? I think I'm saying it's Feinstein. Dennis Feinstein's plan for JJ's. Oh, I don't know. He's going to turn it into like an elbow art place. An elbow art salon. Oh, and there was elbow art Which is the big thing there. Yeah, Yeah, it it was all in this episode. Not a real thing, but I thought... When he said the idea, I thought he meant like you made art with your elbow, like a finger painting style. And I was like, that's not going to hit it off. And then later when they're treating themselves, Donna and Tom each get elbow art and it's like bedazzled elbows. I was thinking it was like an art gallery of just elbows. Oh, no. I thought it was... I thought it was art made with elbows. Maybe they sell some, maybe you do some. Or elbow macaroni art. Mm -mm. I mean, it could be, but... Sean, how do you feel about your elbows? They're working. They're functional. That's all you can ask for. Better than the knees, for sure. Mm. My elbow macaroni. Um, am I starting? Yeah. Yes. Hey, but actually... Oh, nope. <laughs> I feel like you did a pretty accurate job of guessing what at least one of the plots of this episode was. Which was... Which was treat yourself 2017. No, that oh. was like JJ's was going to need help. You know, because the title says Save JJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe you just said JJ the person. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Don't remember. But uh, this episode brought to you by Sean is about saving JJ's diner. So we got two plots. One plot is on the main crew to save JJ's diner from... Thigh Gap LLC, uh, he bought the uh, the property. Didn't get the property owner didn't give uh, JJ the opportunity to re up his lease, and so Feinstein he has the property and he's closing him down because he wants to make a elbow art district. Um, and so on that team is we got Ron, Leslie, April, and Andy. Am I missing anybody? Jerry's not in this episode. Uh, and then the other plot. Terry is, is in the is in this episode. He's uh, very excited for the treat yourself day. Yeah, oh. he's inspired even. That was a deleted scene. Yeah. Dang it! Oh, about to say like I in the deleted scene, he's inspired and he's gonna go get himself some buttermilk. Yeah, some buttermilk. And both Tom and Donna just look at him like. Come on. <laughs> good, good, big dream over there, bud. And then they leave. And it is. Oh, oh yeah. Is, he's doing the cake testing. Yeah. They, I guess they're cake testing for uh, Joe and Donna's 
um, wedding. And so I guess Craig, he's the, uh, he's bringing the cakes out, I guess. And he's uh, maybe he's catering. Is Craig catering? What is he doing? Why is he in charge of things? Um, Joe, Donna, and Jerry are testing the cakes. Um, Joe likes the one. No, Terry likes the one that tastes store-bought. Terry likes like, all of them. Yeah, Terry yeah, he likes, likes them all, and they're mad at him about it. They're like, that's not Well, helpful. not everybody. Oh, <laughs> but then Joe also likes the store-bought one, and so Donna's all for it because that's what, if, if it tastes good to him and she tastes good to him, she didn't say that, uh, then that's what they're going <laughs> to But it's strongly implied. Yeah. And Gary is pissed. He's like, that was not a real choice. Correct. That was a joke. Who did I say? Gary. You said Who, Gary. Where the fuck is his name Gary? <laughs> Craig. Uh, Craig is like, he's so livid. He says that he only put that yellow store-bought cake in there. Or maybe, I don't remember what kind of cake it was. Uh, lemon cake. No, I think it was lemon it was icing. I think I it was like it was a white, white or yellow cake with, with a lemon, lemon icing. icing. Yeah. yeah. Um, he only put that in there to weed out the ones with weak palates. And they're like definitely gonna go with that option. Um, but Tom wants them to try one more cake, special cake that he brought. Um, and normally the cake, I thought it was gonna be a trivia question because he said this, the cake was gonna be for when LeBron went back to Miami <laughs> or something like that. So assuming LeBron goes back to Miami uh, in 2017, which he didn't do. Sorry, my nose is itching. Um, <laughs> But he, they open the cake and it's a treat yourself 2017 Tom and Donna cake and Donna's super excited. And Joe is so, very confused. Yeah, he don't know. Uh, so and they just yourself. keep answering, treat yourself when he's asking. Treat yourself. <laughs> and he's like, but what does that mean? Treat yourself. Okay. And you're just saying the same words. Read the cake. <laughs> and he wasn't invited. So No, um, he's not part of the crew. Right before Tom and Donna leave. Tom has an awkward conversation with Lucy. Uh, well, he no, okay, he started off wrong. He says, "Hey, how's break life after breakup?" I'm like, what? You, that's that's how you approach somebody like that just had a recent breakup. How you think? What do you think they're gonna say? Like, kick ass. <laughs> well, Best like, decision of my life. Like, maybe. I think it depends on the relationship, really. Oh my god, All right, my sensitive questions. I don't know. If that's something you want to ask your. Employees. I'm not going to walk up to one of my employees and be like, how's, how's life after breakup? Sean's learned yeah, that lesson. That's true. Don't ask your employees <laughs> that. <laughs> no. Uh, I, that not, that, no, that's not a lesson to learn. I already know the lesson. That's <laughs> I not... think it's a question you could ask a friend. But yeah, you're right. When it's like an employee-employer relationship, that adds a different level. Yeah. The worst. It's the worst. Um, she says, you know, it's not great, whatever. But um. Then Tom, Donna standing in the background, sipping her juice, just looking at him. Um, Tom proceeds to say, invite Lucy to Donna's wedding as a plus one. Oh, no, she can come and cater the wedding because he gets all weirded out instead of just asking her out as a date. Uh, ask her to come and work. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, text me when you think about it. And she's just like standing there with her mouth open because, you know, this is getting worse and worse whatever he's trying to ask and he leaves and donna and tom get in the limo and i guess they were supposed to go to somewhere donna gives him you know 
hey, uh, what was that disaster back there? Tom doesn't want to talk about it. He wants to do treat yourself. They're supposed to be going to some place, but I guess they end up going to the airport because I don't believe they drove all the way to Beverly Hills. I hope not. That's a real <laughs> far drive. I also like that DJ Blunts is the one taking. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, yeah, and so I, I, they go to Beverly Hills for a treat yourself, and they shot it in Beverly Hills. And I've never been in Beverly Hills. Um, I've been to Anaheim twice. That's my extent. In oh, LAX. you gotta get out there, Sean. You gotta hit up Rodeo Drive. You got to go to the Jewish deli that used to be near where my sister lived. It's still there. My sister just does not live anymore. So I guess Jewish deli that is currently where my sister used to live is the proper way to say that. It's called Factors. It's real good. I feel like I don't I don't have enough money to be able to afford to walk on that street. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be real honest. Rodeo Drive is pretty disappointing. Uh, but I also <laughs> am not like, you know, a a female influencer which I, I feel like that's largely what it's catered to. And, uh, you know, if you want to overpay for a bunch of stuff. But there's some fun pockets of Beverly Hills. I still am disappointed. So my sister lived in Beverly Hills for about a, a decade via a rent-controlled apartment. So she's paying, like, 2008 prices in 20, you know, up till 2020. And Beverly Hills is also where many award shows are hosted. And there would be times where we'd be go in to like pick up food or something and we'd just pass by an award show that was going on. So you see a bunch of people with tuxes and dresses outside. And I always wondered, I'm like, could we just put on like a tux and just act like we belong, like we're a seat filler or something and just kind of sidle our way in. I'm sure nowadays probably not what with social distancing, limiting award shows to virtual settings. But back in 2011, 2012, when I was out there, yeah, maybe I could sneak in. I could pass for, I don't know who was a who's like a kind of swarthy looking celebrity. I don't know what swarthy means. Like I uh, very hairy and Italian. Like Bob from Bob's Burgers has been described as swarthy on the show. Austin Powers. Maybe Austin Powers. Yeah, I could I could pass as Mike Myers perhaps. Junior Myers. Oscar. His son is named Oscar. Oscar oh. Myers. Anyway, Sean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Make a make a stop in Beverly Hills next time you're out in Anaheim, but you don't have to spend money out there. It's a lot of window shopping you can do. We bought socks there once. <laughs> oh, socks. They were $38. Black Friday sale, and they were still $38. Oh, goodness. For one sock. We went there. Uh, we went to visit Joey's sister for Thanksgiving, and he had forgotten to pack socks. So we were like... No, 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 no. What Joey had done was packed a bag, left it next to the door when oh. he left. So arrived in Los Angeles with no clothes oh. other Wait, than what, what he was Why did we what only buy socks? Have? I had a backpack that I did remember because that was on my back and then a duffel bag with all of the clothes. Oh, you trying not to check any bags so you had that. Carry on in one personal mm-hmm. item. Sean, I have not just... checked a bag on a domestic flight in, I would say, 20 years. I've never checked a bag on a domestic flight. I, I only check a bag if I it's a week-long vacation. Or I went skiing. I need a separate bag. Skiing, skiing makes shit. sense because like, you got that <laughs> big O equipment. I guess you could do that vacuum sealing stuff, but you can't bring the vacuum with you yeah. <laughs> the trip would have to be at least i would say at least three and a half weeks for me to check a bag maybe three so you need a uh well if there's no washing machine like 
We gonna go to the laundromat and just wash the shit? Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess. It, I mean, again, it just really depends on how long you're staying. Yeah, it depends what I'm doing too. If it's a lot of wet dog activities, like you're yeah. gonna want to change your clothes. Yeah, you you're gonna want to burn those clothes. activities. Yeah, rough, rough. When I went to uh, uh, Lisa's <laughs> wedding, I just brought because I flew like what is it? Called? I just brought some elbow art Southwest. I just brought. I was naked. I just had elbow yeah. art, and I made it through the week. No, it was like three days, but still. Um, you're in Colorado. I did not fly Southwest. Yeah. I flew, what's the Frontier. Other? Yeah, like Frontier one Spirit. way and then Spirit the other way. Um, so you can, you just can take like a little, if you, you can only take a personal item. So I just took actually a 31 bag. It was a zip top organizing utility tote. Uh, and I took that and I carried my bridesmaid's dress. And then when I got to the airport, because we were all flying out through the same airport, I put my dress in with Lisa's dress and her daughter's dress in the garment bag. And so we zipped those all up together and wrapped them up because she had already paid for that bag. And like one more dress isn't going to add more room to that. So yeah, I had all my stuff in a little little bag. I forget what the diameter is, but it's like eight by 10 by 14 or something. And that was a three day trip. Uh, so. so it can be done. It's a hassle. I just thought well, it was yeah, and fun. And you had to share. <laughs> well, just the just because I could have put the bridesmaid's dress in there. I just thought it was going to get too wrinkled. I figured it would be less wrinkled if I put it in the garment bag with her dress. Um, it would have fit in my bag. Like I had, I actually could have made it work. Um, honestly, it work. I just decided it would be a fun thing to do. Nobody else did that. Everybody else checked a bag. I was like, here's a fun challenge to make this trip a little exciting. Not that it wasn't exciting, but... I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I want to puzzle this out real fast. How, what can I put in this bag? I took two board games with me. <laughs> oh. Well, they were like card games, but still. Oh. Well done. You you succeeded in that challenge. I know. It was so fun. <laughs> if I get one more advertisement on my phone about a heart-shaped pizza... <laughs> I unsubscribed from Pizza Hut emails already just because I was like, I'm tired of seeing this shit. How do they even cut the pizza? Like, it seems like you're, just getting, you're yeah. just getting less pizza is what it looks like. You're just making a, a greater challenge for the pizza bakers. And yeah, that's what I want. No, just kidding. I'm I done. don't want that at all. Um, we'll just get anyways. a circle or square pizza oh, okay. like a normal person. <laughs> like a normal person. Um... What happened? Oh yeah, treat yourself. They go. They're coming out of Tom Ford. Tom got a really nice suit, and they only had like two quick scenes of in him with wait with him in it. It's like a fuchsia suit, and he made it look good just because he's so he's slim, and so the suit was trimming. Yeah, Tom always looks good in a suit. And then they went. They were by the pool, and they were getting the waitress was like, "Oh, do you want some elbow art? That'll be like three hundred seventy-five dollars." Oh, do you want some? The laser, uh, laser nail file. fingernail remover, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and, and Tom's like, "That was my idea. How much is two hundred dollars?" Like, yeah, because it's treat yourself. They just kept saying treat yourself. He was so defeated. He was just like, "Yeah, yeah laser holding off his my fingers out." <laughs> Dang, he could have done that. Um, they treat themselves. They treat themselves. They uh, go eat some place with celebrity named Sushi. Uh, there was a Charlize Theron Sushi. There is some Bogdanovich, and I can't. I remember the last name just because of the basketball players Bogdanovich is, but I don't know <laughs> who the first name of the guy was. Uh, 
what, Peter what Bogdanovich, I believe. Yeah. Who's he? An actor. Okay. Uh, they went on a, a bus tour and like Usher's house was somewhere. Treat yourself. They took a picture of it. Um, and when they got back, oh, I guess uh, Donna gave Tom a talk again, saying, "Treat yourself." Peter Bogdanovich. Sorry, Sean. (laughs) We will go back to him because I I was just guessing. I'm not really familiar with him, but he's I I'd say he's probably more famous as a director. He's part of the wave of new Hollywood directors. And he actually started as a journalist, and then he got hired to work on The Wild Angels, and he directed his own films like Targets and The Last Picture Show, all movies I haven't seen. Peter Bogdanovich. Basically, Tom, no, Donna tells Tom, hey, you need to ask her as a date uh, to the wedding. They go back home, uh, Tom, Lisa, not Lisa, Lucy was going to say something, but Tom interrupts, he's like, hey, you know what, uh, I don't want you to come to date as a as an employee, I want you to come come to the date. Come to the wedding as an employee. I want you to come to the wedding as my date. And she was like, oh, I was going to say the same thing. So now they're going to the wedding together. Yay, good for them. Um, yeah. Main plot is, uh, so when we last left Grizzle, they had some bad PR because they've been uh, up in all everybody's private information. And so they went on TV and they admitted to being more into people's private information uh, and that they're going to offer a concert after knowing their sexual history and gender. What was it again? You said it at the beginning. Income and sexual history, which, and that's how they're going to decide seating. So who knows what that means? (laughs) Oh man, it just looks bad. Uh, But the next scene we see the uh, Sweetums lady, uh, she said, due to Grizzle's PR, which we are not a fan of, of uh, invading people's privacy, but to make up for it, they they up their bid to 125 million for the for the space, and you know she's which made her very horny, and <laughs> she's just jumping the gun and accepting their purchase. So that plot line is magically over. It just immediately, hey, the season's gonna be built on this, this, this. Outbidding Grizzle? Nope, it's done. Grizzle wins. Uh, I was like, huh, okay. Um, and so, um, what else happens? What else happens? What else? Oh, so they're that's, gonna go. That's part what? of what I mean. I feel like Leslie probably would have thought would have fought for JJ's anyway, but I feel like she was kind of amped up already because of the Grizzle thing. So that's part of her like fight for to save JJ's. Yeah, and that reminds me. So then they go drown their sorrows at JJ's, and that's when they, I guess, they find out that JJ's is shutting down soon because it got bought up, and uh, by the Cologne guy, Jay from Big Mouth. Um, Feinstein. Yes. Yes, he bought it, um, and so they find out that it's the Feinstein guy that's buying it. So they're gonna go fight to get their JJ's. They go to Feinstein's office. Um, it's. It's the crew that I mentioned earlier. I don't know if Andy's ninjas were there yet, but uh, b- basically he tells them, "Nah, <laughs> I don't need to save no JJ's." Yeah, um, the ninjas were there. Um, and this was a job for Jonathan Karate, which I kept wondering, like, why are they saying Jonathan Karate? That's supposed to be Johnny Karate. Jonathan Karate is Johnny's older brother. And he's more serious. 
Uh, he's more. Uh, he he works more in the field than behind the camera. Yeah, and, he handles he, the real issues. Yeah, and he had the, like six of the most adorable little ninjas, and every time they were on screen, I was loving it. They were my favorite part. Yeah, they were pretty uh, fun. They didn't have like a huge <laughs> role, but they had a big presence. Just seeing them crawl around the desk, <laughs> being sneaky, hilarious. Uh, uh, so to recap, these parents had children, and they said, I'm going to name this one Jonathan. And then a couple of years later, they had another child. And they said, you know what? Let's go with Johnny for this one. <laughs> yep. According to Andy, that's how it goes. <laughs> um, and so they... Uh, Leslie holds a rally outside of uh, Feinstein's office uh, for people that want to serve JJ's. JJ is there serving up some waffles. There's people in pink shirts save JJ, except for Ron. Ron didn't wear no pink shirt. Uh, he just wore his normal sweater. And Johnny Karate goes up there and says, hey, we got to save JJ's. He's like, nah. And then so, well, look outside. And he looks outside and there's a rally being held against him. So Feinstein goes down there Saying, all right, you people have moved me. I'm going to save JJ's. Everybody claps. Yay. He's like, psych. Fuck JJ's. He didn't say that. But but basically, basically, he he don't care about nobody feelings. And so Leslie was like, well, we're not going to remove from this spot. But then uh, Feinstein said, well, I'm going to release the hounds. And I was thinking some dogs were going to come out and bite people. There were no dogs. That's the Simpsons with Mr. Burns. (laughs) <laughs> um, there was people with fire hoses filled with wet dog cologne just spraying it from the roof onto the people below and they're all they take off running and screaming ah! um, Ben was like it's burning or something Ben had like two lines in this episode I think I don't know um, so, so, so they lose this battle to so they go with JJ to go to the uh, the Beachview district uh, which is the the rundown part of town, uh, but Councilman Dexhart named it was in charge of cleaning it up, so he just called it Beachview District and didn't do anything else. Um, I forgot what Leslie Leslie wanted to call it something else. It's very long, um, but I don't remember. Anyways, as we continue, they uh, <laughs> they're looking at these buildings and they're terrible, but everything like still works per se, even though like walls are missing. The Andy, guts are good. The guts are good. April loves it. April wants to move there. She does live there. Live yeah, there? April and Andy's house that they bought is somewhere near there because she's the one that actually should suggest that neighborhood. She's like, oh, there's a ton of open properties close to us. Oh, yeah. And so, but, you know, Jada's like, nah. I mean, I don't even think JJ makes the decision. There's just like... Well, yeah, they don't really leave a lot up to him, but he does say, like, even if even if I did this and I moved over here, there's not there's not a customer base here. Like, there's not people around. How am I going to do that? How am I going to bring in the customers? The the realtor, she was late because she thought this was a joke. <laughs> so when she showed up, she's like, you know, kind of out of breath. Like, I didn't believe people were actually looking over here for stuff. Um, and so they kind, they kind of leave. But then... No, they don't leave. They think of something. They Ron and Leslie get an idea, uh, and they go to the vice president of Grizzle guy. Russell is Russell his name? Who's the president? Because we see him. Show, I feel like he's shown on the first time they ever show Grizzle, maybe, and then after that, it's just 
this dude. Yeah. They meet at 413 and he tells them like, hey, man, uh, we got to hurry this up. We only got seven more minutes. Uh, and so <laughs> this is this is five days later after they took a tour, because I guess the. Uh, I don't know why they had to do it in a week, maybe because everything's getting finalized with the Grizzle station out in the park. Uh, but they tell Grizzle like, hey, look at all these buildings that are already built. It, w- it would be lovely that if you could have your uh, whole compound Grizzle compound here. He's like, yeah, but we already bought all that space um, at the uh, park. Um, so, yeah, even though we would have to construct new buildings there instead of just using the old buildings here, uh, what's the point? We already spent all that money. He's like, well, um, you could <coughs> spend less money building the buildings here and donate the park that you bought for $125 million. Just donate it to the park because it would be good PR for invading everybody's privacy. And he's like, uh, I'll think about it. I got to hit up the assistant manager to the supervisor of the the secretary of the president or something like that. Yeah. And like the board of trustees and the this committee and the that people. Yeah. And so and then right as he gets done talking for 20, hit, 20 hits, he and his partner have to go. That was and our, also in- our quote of the oh, episode, okay. in fact, of... Guys, I don't know what this is about, but it's 4.13, so you've got seven minutes. <laughs> it was just so jovial about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you immediately, after he said 4.13, seven minutes, you're like, oh, we know what he needs to do. Um, Andy also has somewhere to go since it's 4.20, so he walks off as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a meeting, too. Everyone's like, Andy has a meeting? <laughs> um, I think the, the hot closing was uh leslie and ron having a drink at the office again drinking at the office looks like um ron is no longer he always introduced him he's like hey i'm not a spy because he still works for grizzle even though he's hanging out with the with the good guys um they're having a drink and leslie's waiting to hear from grizzle about whether or not they're going to donate the park to the parks or not uh, and then Ron ends up just saying hey whatever happens it's a success because you tried your best Leslie's like nah, nah, nah. but then Ron says well I got a call three hours ago uh, to start uh, <coughs> getting construction designs for their uh, their compound in Beach Street she's like what he's like yeah they called me three hours ago they're gonna accept your offer She's like, what? You made me sit on that for three hours. And they go, and the whole show, they can't decide whether to high-five or fist bump or whatever. So at the end, she just finally gives him a hug, and he finds it inappropriate. I thought it was funny, though. Not the hug. I thought his prank was funny, of waiting to tell her for three hours. Like, his little smile and laughter of, like, I yeah, got Yeah, he, he had quite the laugh. He, he was impressed with his... I also laughed. <laughs> Oh, in the meeting that Andy had, he TP'd the office. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he did. Yes. he did. Him and his ninjas. And then <laughs> they were on the buddy system. One ninja was missing. So he's, <laughs> he's going through all his ninjas saying, hey, where? why did you leave so-and-so? But they all had their mask on. So he's not the wrong guy missing. He's like, oh, I thought this person was missing. It's, no. Where is he? Oh, no. He was my buddy. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because he said there were six ninjas and one is missing. 
Um, and he was flustered. He would be the seventh person, so why wouldn't they all have been buddied together? But that's okay because it's Andy, and he's silly. And maybe one of them wanted to be a group of three. Plus, I feel like every other scene there were only five. So I don't know. He had lost him from the beginning. So yeah, Feinstein's office is TP'd. Uh, (laughs) He says, get out of my office. And they all run away. And that's that. Well, that's that. And this is Top 5. We'll be caught up in there. Top 5. Joey's turn. It's my turn for the Top 5 this week. And going back to the trivia question... Haley even alluded to this. Josh Groban. Oh, no. World-renowned singer, Broadway star, actor. Top five Broadway? No. No. No, no, no. While living... Actually, I think before I even moved to LA, my brother-in-law knows Chris Groban. He's good friends with Chris Groban, who's Josh Groban's brother. I am also... I'm friends with Chris. We don't see each other very often, but we're we're always, you know, we get back up to speed and we go out. Always have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been like three years probably. But, uh, and and he has, you know, a a small uh, subsect of Josh Groban fans are are very huge Chris Groban fans. And Chris is also a uh, director and writer in his own right. He's done some good work out there. Okay. So I thought this would be a fun little, uh, from when I lived in LA for about two years, my five, my top five celebrity encounters. Haley thinks I've done this. Have I done this? Maybe you didn't uh, do it as a top five list, but you've certainly done it as a, I'm talking about celebrities on our podcast, but well, let's do it. I think all five of these will be new stories, except one to two might've been okay. repeats, but pull off. Number number five, we might have lost Sean down a well, unclear. But number five, and this is a terrible way to start off this list. I'm not entirely sure if yeah. this is the woman I interacted with, but I'm I'm fairly certain. So back in 2011, 2012, one of those years while I was out there, I had a friend come visit me in Los Angeles. We went to high school together. She'd never been out to L.A., it's like, come visit. We'll go to Drag Queen Bingo out in West Hollywood at Hamburger Mary's. Great spot. Turns into Drag Queen Karaoke or Marioke. Great play on words there. And while at Marioke, I do the song I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Serenade a lady in the front row. I get back to my seat. My friend is ecstatic. She said, do you know who that is? And I said, no. Like the woman you serenaded. And I was like, no, I have no idea. I thought it was just a random woman sitting there. And she said, no, that's an actress from the long running, but no longer running TV show, One Life to Live. And I believe the actress's name is Brie Williamson, based on time that she would have been on the show and uh, looks and age and everything like that. Again, this was a decade ago. So what did about a 30-year-old woman look like? Looked like Brie Williamson, so I'm going to guess <laughs> okay. it was her, possibly someone else. But 90% it's her. Okay. But she loved it. She loved the Tiffany selection. She was a big fan of the, uh, you know, running just as fast as we can. I was just kind of running around her table. I, I don't know if it was her date that was with her or just a friend, but he was less pleased. But I think it's just because he can't sing as well. Burn. Number four. 
Number four is actually a trio of people that I saw all kind of within about a month and a half of each other. And the reason they're lumped together is because they're all people from the hit show and Sean's favorite, The Office. Okay, Chris Berman. <laughs> Chris Berman. Because whenever he had, did like the top 10 plays, it would be like 30 plays because so many plays would be multiple that is true. plays. Mm. That is true. Number 10, let's go to every single NFL game. Pluck our favorite play. No. Just three people from The Office. But it was all in such a short span, so I thought it was interesting. The first time it was Phyllis Smith, who plays Phyllis, while out at dinner. She was out with her family. I I guess these weren't really interactions. These were just me seeing celebrities. Uh, Although the second one was an interaction. It was Craig Robinson, who plays Daryl, and of course has gone on to be in many other things, like Pineapple Express, Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Um, he's also in... Uh, oh, what's that other one that I just watched? I Craig, know. what are you in? He's in others. Yeah. I mean, you like, know. yeah, you he's know in him. several things. You know him. He was in the... the uh, was it Knocked Up? Mm. Where was he the bouncer? Knocked Up. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's the bouncer in Knocked Up. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the movie right now. But I think I'm thinking he, of it. Like, he, he, oh yeah. yeah, he can't let them in. Yeah, yes. yeah. I would tear that ass up. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, but you're so old. Yeah, I do remember. She's pregnant. You're old as. F- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the best scenes of that movie. And the whole movie. He good. was in a very nice car. <laughs> I don't know when you saw exactly him. what make and model, but some nice red convertible. And we were just stopped at a light. And we kind of like I just looked out the window because I'm like. I'm in LA. I was visiting. I think I was visiting my sister. So maybe this was even after I left. Um, but no, no, it was definitely why I was still there and just a passenger. But I looked out and Craig Robinson's right there. We kind of made eye contact, gave a little nod, and then just kept driving. Otherwise, it was nice times. Nice. And then the third one, the most obscure, I would say, is Andy Buckley, who plays David Wallace, was also at uh, one of the most crowded restaurants I've ever been to. It's one of those where you're like at separate tables, but if you put your elbows out, you're touching another table. So it was like real crowded. He was right next to us with his family. Uh, looked like I was a little irritated at how crowded everything was. Um, but I think it was more just like maybe he couldn't hear what was uh, what his family was saying because I also couldn't hear. So I was like, I empathize with this situation as well. He might have just had a resting, irritated face, too. Unclear. But three office people in, like, six weeks. Not bad. Not my three! (sighs) Number three is the most obscure person on this list, no doubt. But I'm hoping... Gwen Stefani? Oren? Gwen Stefani. No, no, no. Oh, no. Because you've not, talked about Oren before. Oren's not even on this list. Oh, okay. You oh, man. Yeah. 100% mentioned Oren. That was in Austin, for, for one. These are all I'm LA encounters. Yeah, it was at the Austin Sorry. airport. Not Oren. This is Alex Solowitz, who I'm hoping we've got some listeners out there who remember the movie and then the short-lived TV show together about a fictional boy band. You have seen this movie because I've oh, made I you watch it. I have seen this movie. Fictional boy band. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know until you said fictional boy band, though. I believe the movie came out in 1999, perhaps 2000, but it was an MTV movie about a fictional boy band right in the heart of boy band era. So you had all of the different people. You had Kevin Farley, who's Chris Farley's brother. He was the 
random overweight like 30 year old that was in the band you had qt who was the cute one who i does kevin farley look like chris farley mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's yeah, definitely he resemblance like him. yeah like he, there, he wouldn't be like the skinny one they're not skinny no they no. look their build is similar We'll we'll drop a link to I uh, the hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff, which is one of their hit singles, and uh, you can you can see it's in there. But they've got the heartthrob as well as Jerry, and then uh, Chad Linus is like the innocent one. Um, I think I'm mixing up their actual names with their names in the movie, but I think his name is Chad. In any case, Alex Solowitz is the bad boy, Mickey Park who has the rap verses that are like eight bars maximum and usually not very good. But I encountered him also at karaoke back when I used to host karaoke at the Gaslight. He walks in the bar and he has a very distinguishable face. Like this man, you're like, if you if you have seen him before, you're like, I recognize that face. Also, he uh, plays one of the characters in L.A. Noir and has been in other movies and TV things as well. But these are the two things I remember him the most in. And he comes up on stage, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is definitely him. Like, now that I'm right next to him, like, it's definitely him. And what I would do at this karaoke bar, because sometimes you'd have people take their sweet time getting up on stage, especially if the bar got really packed. It would, you know, someone's sitting way in the back. They don't realize they're about to be called up so that it takes them a while to get up stage fighting through everyone. I get it. But to avoid the silence of just like a dead bar for a few minutes, I would cue up my iPod and play a song while I call the next person, wait for them to come up, you know, ask like, hey, you have any questions? Do you know how karaoke works? Please don't drop the microphone, which people commonly do. All that good stuff. So after Alex sings his song, I play a together song that I happen to have on my iPod. Couldn't do that. I guess they're on Spotify, so I probably could. But I play, he's at the bar and no, no, no. He's at the bar. He stops. Like he stops. He was like talking to someone. I see him stop. And he just like turns around and just has this like look of Marvel on his face. And so the next person starts singing and he comes up and he's just like, how do you have that? And I was like, oh, my sister had the CD. And he's like, that's amazing. He's like, I haven't heard that song in years. Like he was so excited. And this is, this is an adventure I turned down, but we, we chatted throughout the night. We're having a good time. Then he and his friends were going out after that. And they were like, hey, you want to come? Like, we're going out out on the town. I don't know. Where it was already like 2 a.m. But when I had this what job, I was also thinking? working. So I had work in the morning. I had to get up at like 7.30. And I was like. That's when you call in sick. I know. Should have called in sick. Should have gone out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I did not hang with the crew. But who knows? They Maybe they ran into other together members. I could have met, I don't think met the rest of the game. Happened. Probably not. Number number two occurred on new year's day in 2012 and the tallest la celebrity i've seen jeff goldblum who i thought was like six eight apparently he's only six four six five seems taller than that though because he was several inches taller than me he was standing by a parking meter we were waiting for brunch and in the entire time while we were waiting we had uh, our parking meter had expired because this is when you try to dine somewhere in L.A. on a holiday, you're waiting for six and a half hours. And so our six and a half hours had run out. We put in some more money in the meter, and Jeff Goldblum was standing by the parking meter. So I had to get, like, you know, sidle up next to him while I put it in. And I'm, like, looking upwards at him. Very tall man. Didn't get to hear a ton of Jeff Goldblum-isms, though. You know how he kind of talks, like, he speaks, like, in jazz. 
Yeah, he has a like a melody, like a a cadence, a rhythm, and a a, a bop, and a what have you, you know. And I didn't and get to hear a, a lot statue. of that. Yeah, and a statue that we also just missed. Yeah, there was a huge statue of uh, shirtless Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park in London. That was built in London at a place we were at, but it was erected two weeks later. Yeah, shortly after we left. Very disappointing. Jeff Goldblum, very tall. <gasps> Not that one! <laughs> Number one was actually a multi-time celebrity encounter. It was me every time I looked in the mirror. No, it was uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. at this one restaurant that I would go to that was called South. They had a very good andouille sausage mac and cheese dish that they then took off the menu, and I was so sad because nothing else compared to it. But Cuba was there. That was his hangout, or at least one of them. And there were multiple times where he was there, including one time when he was very drunk and coming around to tables, saying hello to people, being real jovial, and uh, just having a good time. Cuba, always always very polite. I, I have no bad words to say to him. But he was, he was like, this time he was literally like going around the tables as if he worked there and was like, <laughs> hey, is everyone having a good time? Like, you know, can, can we get you anything or anything like that? And... I just, I love to see it. Love to see the celebs hanging out with the common social detritus like us. And it's always enjoyable. And that was top five. We were caught up in the top five. Uh, I am a celebrity. I don't know if you guys knew. Yes. I am not, I am not a uh, popular celebrity. I'm just a celebrity amongst my friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It is very confusing to me. I try not to be the center of attention, but everywhere I go, somehow I become the center of attention. And I don't like it. I think they're just teasing me. I think you're just very lovable. I think I think it's a uh, easy mark kind of deal. Going here. <laughs> oh, but you are a, uh, a multi-time, <laughs> a multi-champion of the... Of the of Dance the, battles. Uh, Dance battles, yes, Multi, but also no. also uh, <laughs> the thing that you guys do that you hate the the it's not flag it's fantasy football. Oh, fantasy football, yes. <laughs> I saw that trophy and it had several Sean Hill names on it. It was only two. It was only it was the first and the last. I'm the first. I'm the, I'm the alpha and the omega. Well, the the the. League's not over, so I won't be the Omega. But I won the first championship, and I most won this most recent one. And so. you're going back to play next year. I got to p- defend my trophy. And yep, I got yep, yep. I, I got Robin Kim sucked up into it, too. So they're oh. Gonna... They're joining that league? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening, Sean? I don't know. Yeah, they said um, they wanted to play. And so they're going to manage a team together. We'll see how that goes. Did you guys have an opening or they're just being added? We did have an opening. Nice. It was quite the uh, year for our fantasy football league. A lot of people got happy. One guy's a Browns fan. His Browns made the playoffs, so he was stoked. Um, I won. Uh, one, the, one of the uh, uh, members, her football team in real life, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they won the Super Bowl. And so there was only a few members of the uh, crew that had a disappointing football season as far as nothing good going for them. Like, I had a dif- disappointing Cowboy season, but 
personally. I yeah, I think I'd rather take the uh, victory that actually impacts you. <laughs> of you winning money. Financially. Yeah. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, impacts. you win zero dollars. But he's emotionally impacted with joy. Yeah. And financially impacted with buying that championship merch. That is I true. I take that back. There, oh, yeah. Yes, I am. I want to get and some the, Chiefs uh, back-to-back champion merch. That, that, that's over in like other countries now because... Um, I, I, I take that back. Some people had some bad season. There's a, a Texans fan in the group, and there's a Vikings fan in the group. So Yeah, the Texans. What a season. And what an offseason so far. Yeah, what a way to just <laughs> alienate both their players and fans in... Really, in less than a year, I would say, in a less than year span, they did a great job of that. Good times. But yep. this show's not about football. It's about parks and rec, and specifically, it's about some categories. Cat categories. Forums of entertainment that reference California, since they're in LA. So you got, you know, you could have Tupac's going back to Cali, or you can have Eddie Murphy's. Beverly Hills Cop, or Give us more information. Okay. More you can watch Beverly Hills 90210, or you can watch the OC. Or oh, okay, okay, so California <laughs> or uh, a city within California. Yeah. Okay. So, uh huh. I like it. You want to start, Sean? Can I just say parts of things? I'll, you will get to me when we get to. Yeah, me. we'll see. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, California Girls by Katy Perry. And Snoop Dogg. That song we just talked about by Cheryl Crow that says Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> um, we're out of order. Uh, no, we're not. We're, we're no. Order. Well, uh, you just started. <coughs> Beverly Hills Cop 2. California Girls by the Beach Boys. Did we say Beverly Hills Chihuahua? No, we haven't at all. Perfect. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Los Angeles by Blink-182. Troop Beverly Hills? If we're doing that, we can just do the whole album of like California, I guess. San Diego by Blink-182. Look at you guys. California go. by Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I say the Los Angeles Times? Yeah, sure. entertainment. It, newspapers are entertaining. Nice. And we will now go through every LA Times reporter. <laughs> No, and we will go through every L.A. Guy. sports team. Um, I, actually, I do have a sorry, a very quick Bill Plaschke no, story. You can't do in that the in LA the Times. categories. And I I understand <laughs> this, but we were in a sports journalism class. We were each assigned a professional journalist to reach out to to interview for a story in our class. And I was assigned Bill Plaschke, who's a longtime reporter on L.A. Times. You've seen him on Around the Horn, some other ESPN shows, maybe. No, I've only ever seen him on Around the Horn, but. Emails me back very quickly. He's like, hey, uh, I am doing the Olympics in Vancouver, but we can definitely set up some time to chat. You know, let me know your schedule over the next few weeks. Emailed him probably seven more times. Hmm. And not like, you know, seven times in a row, like over the next please, five please, weeks. Please, Be like, dog, do where you at? What you doing? What you got? And just didn't work out. But I instead got to go to a Marlins game. I got to sit up in the broadcast booth and hang out with the announcers. And I was going to say call an inning, but I didn't get to do that. They weren't just going to let some random college kid on the broadcast, but it, it is Florida, so you never know. But anyway, Bill Plaschke, LA Times. 
didn't help me with my project. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. We're going to go with... I'm not going to do sports teams because that's going to be a very long time. Uh, let's say... Uh, oh, what's the song? Oh, some Tupac and Dr. Dre. Going back to Cali. I just hit my screen. Oh, no. I think it's okay. That's not part of it. Go back to Kelly. Sorry. Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I was thinking about that one earlier. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hills 90210. Beverly Hills by Weezer. The OC. Um, well, the... Uh, ooh. Big black cowboy computer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I lose. Sean loses. That is impossible. Mm -hmm. A couple other uh, songs geared up. One of them, Hotel California, Mm. which is, you may be familiar with the Eagles song. Uh, About a three and a half to four minute long intro at the start of that song and Haley you may remember the one time we went to paintball karaoke where you do a song there are three judges and if all three of them hit a buzzer you're out and you get shot with paintballs and this guy shows Hotel California which again has a four minute intro and he's just standing up there twiddling his thumbs for four minutes and Two, at least one, maybe even two of the judges, before Buzz he before even board. started singing, were they like, just you're out that because of that. Yeah, they definitely well, yeah, should it's have. Absurd that that was on the DJ for sure. But the one the one guy was like, no, 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 I want to hear. He was like telling everyone. He's like, I want to hear it. He's like, I want to see what he's got. And then within two lines, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was uh, mixed uh, yeah, it was very, it was very poor. It was not worth the wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a. Well, that was Cat Tagores. Cat Cat Tagores. And also, very quickly, the Did You Notice? Because we totally skipped that out. What did we notice? Sean, you noticed the picture of Mike Pence in mm-hmm. JJ's Diner, who was the governor of Indiana at that time. Some role in mm-hmm. Indiana. I, of course, went on to be a terrible person in our White House. <laughs> not nearly as terrible as his boss. And I, his, boss, his boss wanted him killed. But the, yes. I'm sure the feeling was mutual. How well, could it not be? But the uh, anyway. <laughs> the did you notice that I had was any time, and, and this was also in a deleted scene, so we heard it a few times, but the chime that is on people's phones whenever they get any kind of notification from Grizzle, the same chime that's on Shark Tank. Hmm. It did sound familiar. I did not realize it was from Shark Tank, though. I didn't quite know. Shark Tank, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's in the news. Why is he in the news? Because he was on, we were playing Heads Up earlier when we were waiting in a really long line, and he was on the pop culture thing. Oh. Um, The Mavericks hadn't played the national anthem for the first 13 home games. No one noticed, but then the internet found out, and people were big mad. Oh. Mm, Okay, well, seems like it's, it already happened. It's kind of dumb. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Even like Texas legislators are going <clears throat> draw up a bill that protect the national anthem act or something. 
It's like uh, it's going to pass, okay. obviously. But uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares about the anthem until somebody says, "Hey, they didn't play the anthem." Yeah, I watched nope. it yesterday. If they literally a, didn't notice for thirteen games, it must have been super important. The uh, this is a, I was watching uh, highly questionable on ESPN. They talked about it. Easy Gutierrez said, "Well, I found out <laughs> that they weren't playing the anthem, but the day I found out was January 6th. So uh, I decided not to report that. <laughs> 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 and yeah. So yeah, it just yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that explains uh, maybe him being in the pop culture. I mean, that's certainly why. It's not because of his latest Shark Tank deal, which I don't remember what it was. Yeah, you said that. But like I think there was a I think he up. swept in. I think he did a little side talk, which I've I've noticed he's done With more Lori? of. Yeah, I think he's done a little. He's he'll get up. He got up and walked over to Lori one yeah, time in the socially distant. And they were like, "Put era. your mask on." Yeah. No, that didn't really happen. But from afar, they were they were trying to whisper, but they had to be six feet away. So they were yelling over the other sharks that were also trying to make deals. And I and then they said, "All right, Lori and I are working together." And it was like, "Well, it's very obvious because you." We're six feet away, so you had to be talking at an audible volume. We heard the whole deal. Yeah. And they made it seem like a big reveal. It was not. It was, in fact, was I was only quick. listening to them. I was not yeah. listening to the other sharks. In fact, the, sh- the shark, them. or not the shark, the entrepreneur heard them discussing and said, oh, that sounds great. I'm in. And yeah. then so Mark Cuban sat back down and then said the deal that they had just said. And they were like, no, did you not hear me? I already accepted it. Yes, let's move forward. Let's air fist Air fist, air, uh, air fist bump, fist bump, air fist bump, like they do. Uh-huh. Um, but also, Sean, just a quick throwback to simpler times. The very first season of Shark Tank. Oh my! First of all, the theme song is "I uh, um, Money." That's what I want, but like a Shark Tank version of it, and it's just B-roll of all the sharks like signing checks and like standing next to airplanes. Very fantastic. But also, they sit at a table that's elevated above the rest of the room with piles of money in front of them. It's going to be so overwhelming to any entrepreneur that walks in and they're like, first of all, I'm on the ground looking up (laughs) at people. Second of all, there's stacks of money that I have to look over. And it's like, are they based off their actual net worth at the time? Like, does Mr. Wonderful have more stacks no, than I feel like their stacks look other Kevin? Yeah. And then did they actually hand out the stacks? I no. don't remember. The stacks okay. were just props. They were just Monopoly money. Fun. Hogwash and Hogwarts. Well, Sean, we're going to have you guess the next episode based only on the title. Okay. We will, well, you know what? We'll even give you what season and episode it is. It's season seven, episode seven. Wow. It's a double seven or sevens, as some might call it. And it's called Donna and Joe. Go. Uh, Donna and Joe, I guess they're getting married unless, no, they're at the wedding. They're walking down the aisle. And right before she says, I do, there's a murder in the wedding. So then all the lights go out. And the lights turn on, and it's like, who done it? We don't know, but they were killed by a vase that was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> who are you saying is getting murdered, Joe? He's not pretty. Someone, or- someone in the crowd. Okay, someone in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, and not one of the bridal party. Like a like a townsfolk, perhaps. Right. Okay. I don't know if Donna's just going to have townsfolk at her wedding. I feel, I feel like Donna would be very specific about who was invited to the wedding, but I don't know. 
Joe could have some townsfolk. Yeah, Joe might be like, everyone, please come. He might have all of his student parents come. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, we'll find out next week. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So I guess we will know. We'll know. Yeah. We will know very shortly in less than one week. In fact. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, if you are a fan of Parks and Rec or Parks and Rec or Parks and Recreation or Parks in general, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a subscribe and a five-star review. It's better than four stars. Way better than two stars. And we appreciate it. And we like reading them. In fact, let's read off a few on our next episode. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, man, we're already running long. Sean yeah, will do not it. Already. And it <laughs> not this episode, Sean. You'll use your southern accent, Sean. I'll read okay. it in an Australian. That's why I'm a celebrity. Yeah. And Haley will read it in her Russian. We'll each pick I'm a celebrity one. in our Among Us group. I can't understand. I take one day off. People are like, Sean, where'd you go? Yeah, they were missing mm-hmm. you hard. Call us Blink-182 circa 2003, Sean, because I miss you. I miss you. Barks and Racked. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.